Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. Yes. I always say yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Affirmative. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is America's Diesel Podcast brought to you by Diesel Power Products. The number one diesel performance part supplier in the world. I don't know if that's true, but guess what? It's true in my eyes. We're taking over the galaxy. We're taking it over. If there's a diesel in space, we're putting parts on it. I don't think anybody's claimed that yet, so guess what? Anybody's either. Boom, it's done. Number one diesel supplier for the moon. Done. <laughs> Take that, Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure to check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Screenshot that bad boy. Send it to Tyler at DieselPopRocks.com. Yes. And we will give you a T-shirt. T-shirt. To, to cover yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and a dank handwritten meme. They're not handwritten me handwritten leather and, handwritten and letter. leather leather letter and a meme. But what I what I have been getting lately and I really like I've been getting pictures of people people's trucks. Mm-hmm. So the people that are reviewing them get a, get a cool picture of their truck. That I saw I got one where this guy was literally literally jumping his mega cab, which was pretty cool. Hell yeah, I've brother. done that before. Hopefully he's got a uh, he's got actual actual trust on that <laughs> bad boy. Otherwise that truck's smiling forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're by stock and Toyo tires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But anyhow, today this is a this is a fun episode. Yeah, this is one where I've actually gotten with the reviews, I've gotten a lot of requests for this, and it's it's cum and swaps. It's you know, yeah. and it's one of those things where it is. Whenever someone says like, "Oh man, I got this, I got this power stroke, or I got this whatever, engine's going bad," you always got that guy. It's like, "Come and swap it." Oh, every every, come, every single it. every like, single thread has a Cummins swap. It's like, out. dude, this is a come Toyota Rav. This is a Rav Four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna put a Cummins in it. Cummins swap it, dude. It's Cummins swap it, man. I think I think the the Cummins swap and the LS swap guys probably hang out at the same bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just LS swap everything, dude. 
But but I think that the LS guys have a little bit more. I don't know. It's. it's I would think it's a little easier. I think it's easier. I think it's easier. Oh, I'm and... in the midst of one, so it's. To me, I, I feel like it's easier. I feel like it's really easy. I think comparison. it's easier, and as much as I love me some decile pickup and yeah. decile power, it makes a heck of a lot more sense most of the time. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that we run into is we, we have people that will have a vehicle, you know, that maybe doesn't have an engine or a blown engine, like I was saying, and, you know, they look online and see all this information about guys putting Cummins and 4BTs and all this stuff, you know, in these trucks, but one of the main things that gets overlooked when someone's considering a come and swap is everything else like axles and transmission and those type of things, because mm-hmm. you know, some of the rigs that like I had a guy like Dodge Dakota, there was, um, I mean, well, the, well, there's one we'll talk about. It's a totally different scenario. Yeah. We'll, talk, we'll get to, <laughs> but I mean, there name a vehicle. I mean, we've pretty much gotten a request for a kit to do a come and swap. Unfortunately, with a lot of vehicles out there, unless we're talking like a 6.0 Ford, or a, and that would probably carry into some 6.4s and probably some uh, 7.3 stuff, but mm-hmm. those are, I would say, probably the only trucks that where you could possibly go to a website and actually buy like something similar to a kit. Yeah. Um, but it's still going to involve a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, and, and when we say like a lot of work compared to other a lot of other things, it's it's not. A, a ton but yeah. it just it's the little things to make it look like it's a proper swap yeah any oh man there, there's no like right way to say this there's no pc way to say it yeah any, we might hurt any, some feelings on this podcast but yeah. that's okay because it, it's, it's it, we're trying to be real we're, we're, it's re- being realistic really i mean yeah. um any any yeah. backwoods two-toothed yeah farmer that can't read write barely see you can put a 12 valve on a truck yeah, it, it's not hard. That, like we said before, the engine will will literally run if you start it and you keep feeding it fuel. Yeah, and it has oil in it. Obviously, right. it will it will always run. And so, being that it doesn't take anything to put like to make the engine run, is you can fit it in the truck. Yeah, you could pretty much make it run. Yeah, the part that makes it hard though is making it so it runs and everything acts like it did before you did the swap. So yes. it's not like you have to go flip all these extra switches yeah. and the gauges don't work and the transmission shifts funny from four to fifth or fifth to third or something like that. It's it's being able to, if you gave the keys to someone and say, oh, yeah, go ahead, drive it, there's no, like, special formula for them to start yeah, the truck. Yeah, no special instructions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and there's a lot of, you know, I, I just, whenever we do a podcast, I kind of just look around on, like, what uh, what videos are out there and or what what else is out there about that specific topic and when i just search come and search or come and swap and in, in uh you know google you get all sorts of <laughs> crazy stuff Everybody. you get a couple of videos and there was this one video that said is, is it worth it is, is it worth it and it, it could be or it couldn't be it, it, mm-hmm. it really depends on what you're what you're doing like ben was saying if you you know have a power stroke or whatever like let's say you've got like a loaded 60 but then you go and put a 12 valve Cummins in it, like just and trying to be as basic as possible. Like that truck all done up versus a, like, let's say a bulletproof 6.0 all done up with everything working how it should. And, you know, that truck where you pop the hood and it looks like Joe Blow did the swap mm-hmm. is, is not going to, I, it almost, I would almost bet that that truck still wouldn't get the same money as a fully built 6.0 clean or even just a ready. stock 6.0 that was still in there yeah i would almost say like when i look for a truck that potentially if i'm in the mood for like oh i'm thinking about I want to swap yeah. something in 
I'm looking for the truck that either the the engine stock and runs or it's just stock and blown up. Yeah. That's fine with me. Like I'd rather get a stock blown up truck for a wicked deal and then try and redo someone else's hack job. Yeah. But the basic moral of what I'm kind of getting at here is don't just assume that your truck's worth double just because you put a Cummins in it. Because it really comes down to everything else you did. Again, when you pop the hood and it looks like a rat's nest in there mm-hmm. and everything, they just got wires with butt connectors and, you know, crazy adapters on everything. Like, that's not, that's, you know, yeah, you did it, but... You know, for someone that's doing it as a, you know, tr- you know, as a something that may make them money, you know, make money back. I mean, that might not be a good, you know, a good way to go about it. I mean, there's, yeah. um, and you know, so the question of, is it worth it? It's at, you know, is it worth it to you? <laughs> because you're, you're, you, you got to weigh out your options. There's, a, there's, again, there's a lot that is involved. It's not just buying the engine, buying an adapter plate, bolting it in and turning the key. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think it, yeah. I, does it work for you and what you have at your disposal? Yeah. And that kind of probably moves on to like the next topic there. It's like making it worth it to yourself. Yeah. If you have a 7.3 that's in good running condition, is it worth your time to go find a 12 valve and then stab yeah. it in there? Yeah. You know, post haste, like make it happen yeah. quickly? Or are you maybe someone that's like, you know what? It's, I bought a 7.3. It's got a ton of miles on it. I'm going to keep my eyes open for a 12 valve. And then yeah. when it does, you know, take a walk on me yeah then i'll put the 12 valve in because i don't you know the running gear is good on the truck i'm good with that yeah and honestly i just need it to you know haul hay or yeah. I, i've got a plow truck and I, it literally just needs to plow for me and that's it yeah then at that point it's like okay or even furthermore than that i happen to have you know a wrecked 12 valve truck yeah i was gonna say most swaps or like especially coming swaps start with a guy that already has like an engine or he has one mm-hmm. piece of the puzzle already and maybe it's like, a, you know, it's obviously not their daily driver at that point if they have just a piece of the puzzle. But, um, but yeah, and then, and then going back to like some, in, just because I'm in the midst of a swap myself as far as gathering all my parts and that sort of thing. And I know I probably, if anybody's listening to these podcasts and, and know what I've been doing with my Suburban, I'm sure there's probably some people out there like, Tyler works for diesel power products. Why doesn't he put a diesel in that? Yeah. Like, why? Why? Like, you're getting rid of a diesel and you're putting a gas engine in? You're like, you're... You're not, you're not one of them. You're, you're, who are you? <laughs> you know, so it's like... Get out of here, yeah, you liar. Get out of here, you liar. <laughs> so, but again, we're going back to drivetrain, other components. If I come and swapped that Suburban, I won't have to change transmission. I'd have to change transfer case and axles, drive lines. Like we're talking all new running gear, unless I found a, like maybe an eight lug Suburban that I can... But again, I'm, I'm changing so many things, yeah. so many things. And there's just so many more things that you can run into that would be an issue you know and again i'm trying to do this over a weekend like i think you're gonna come over and we're gonna get crazy and try to do this on a weekend oh yeah <laughs> so you know doing a come and swap in that platform not worth it. it's a half ton suburban mm-hmm. okay you know i'm not i'm not going through and literally changing the entire drivetrain out of this thing just to put a cummins in it okay sorry guys i, I want to <laughs> i want to trust yeah. me i want to well and, and, <laughs> picking the right platform to start with yeah that's Segway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody wanted to like I've got this Dodge, you know, Dakota. <coughs> Changing axles. You know, a Dodge Changing Dakota that's got four hundred thousand yeah. miles on it. Everything's in good shape, but the motor's tired. Yeah. Or, and I found a, a six BT to put in it. It's like, okay, you realize that engine weighs like, I don't know, four times as much <laughs> as the stock one. Yeah. And the amount of power and torque that's gonna come out of the back of that thing is gonna rip your transmission in half. Rip it in half. And your and your uh, transfer case. Yeah. Uh your drive shafts and your axles. Yeah. And then after that, 
all your suspension just to be able to hold the transmission or, and the, the engine in the front. Yeah. Um, you could have just bought a truck. Yeah, it, it, I'll, <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you, you will not get the money out of that vehicle. Oh, no. Like, you will not. You will not. Um, so, yeah, very, that's very important. Picking the right platform. Just know if you're going to be doing anything half ton. I mean, you may be able to get away with, like, if you're going to do a 4BT. That's a great option. It's a great mm-hmm. alternative to a 6BT, especially, like, let's just take a Dodge Durango. <laughs> a 4BT would be way better. For one, it would actually fit in the engine bay. For For two, it's relatively you could build one relatively low horsepower God, i don't even know if i would build one that's like low horsepower for a daily driver it'd have to be like a purpose-built vehicle maybe like an off-road or something like that i mean uh, it might be a little might be a, i mean at that point it's like the the v8 that came in that is probably peppier than what you're gonna build <laughs> yeah but i mean you could like for me doing a 4bt say in an old body style f-150 yeah it's like Okay. Yeah. You, if you it's could, like a you yeah. bang around town of that, absolutely, easily. absolutely. No, you certainly could. But yeah, and then it, it you just got to weigh your options. You got to weigh weigh out what it's going to cost to change out all your axles, your all your drivetrain, your transmission. Obviously, the best. I mean, I've seen even guys do, which I wouldn't even consider this a, a swap, a body swap. <laughs> but I've seen guys take three quarter ton trucks. Uh, Fred, uh, Fred Williams off uh, from Off Road Magazine that. Uh, that green Jeep that we had here for, for eons. Yeah. That was a body swapped cool. Jeep. So that was a, that was a, I'm pretty sure that was a Jeep body on a Bram mm-hmm. frame, right? There, yeah. There's actually one on Craigslist up here that I came yeah. across a, uh, a blue, I, I guess it would be a second generation, uh, Dakota. Yeah. Like the body, like the Brown body style, yeah. like for the first Durango's and it's a six BT. And I started looking at it and I'm, I'm like, look at the frame. And you're like, like, wait a second. <laughs> oh, he just, he just plopped a body on there. Plopped yeah. a body on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. It makes more, more sense now. Which again, if you're looking to do a come and swap on like a, a vehicle that you're going to have to change all that. Like it's weird. Some people want like that body style with like a company, which I, I get it. Like there's someone mm-hmm. like, like I think Durango's kind of look cool. Like, you know, with some tires. and They kind of oh, look yeah. mean. That body... I, I like that second-gen body style. You know, Durango's, Dakota's, in the trucks. Yeah, like, well, like kind of more aggressive. 33-inch BFGs on there. Looks yeah. Good. So, good. that may be a better option. Instead of doing an engine swap, maybe look at a body swap. I mean, mm-hmm. we're in the midst of one right now. Dave's doing... Well, kind of doing a body swap. We're doing a body and engine swap. But And a body drop. And a body drop. So, <laughs> we're putting a Ram Charger body on, a like, an 05 Cummins chassis and then putting a Hellcat motor in it. <laughs> so, yeah so we're doing both but for a guy that wants cummins you know drivetrain and wants you know everything to work nice and the cool thing with something like that i've seen guys get crazy with like gauges and trying to make like the original like ram gauges work and like a bezel from another vehicle mm-hmm. like when i was in school and uh and i this might be a little tangent here but i'm just going right. to talk about it anyways but i went to wyotech in laramie wyoming one thing that i'm going to say is it, what you know what's funny about that that school is there's a lot of people that that give that school a bad name or say like you don't learn anything you don't okay let's take a step back here when i when i went to that school i knew absolutely nothing about diesels like i i loved old hot rod stuff like that's what i kind of grew up with and what i was always around for a guy that doesn't know anything and to get in there and actually pay attention like i'm one of those kids that got perfect attendance my entire time there i never never took a day or, or was late or anything like that. Like I'm just that kind of guy. I learned a lot. I learned a ton that I have 
been applying ever since I left. So just a side tangent there, because I know if, if there's anybody out there that's considering something like that, don't listen to your friends on, oh, it's, it's a crappy school, don't go. It's like, okay, that's probably the guy that didn't pay attention at all in school, and he's probably not going to pay attention in that school either. So just kind of one thing I always want to get out because every t- it's almost like some people feel embarrassed to say they went to something like that, which I don't. I, I Like I said, I learned a ton. So, yeah, so screw you guys. <laughs> See, I'll, I'll so, even throw some- I'll counterpoint that. Yeah. There, I think when I was still working in the field with no professional automotive experience, mm-hmm. like, or, te- or uh, education, just going off of, like, started working young. Yeah. I think I got hired over someone from, was it UTI? Yeah, UTI was another. UTI another twice. Yeah. Um, and it was just purely because of experience. Yeah. And... Even going into it, I they ask like, "Oh, what kind of automotive training do you have?" I was like, "Well, I started working on cars when I was like 15." Yeah, and I've worked in you know four different shops in two states now. And they're like, "Oh, okay." And they have this like fresh kid coming out. Yeah, and I think the only reason I got hired is just because like I know how to use a time clock. I understand flat rate. And yeah, I'm sure they teach you guys that stuff there, but I, I just think they didn't want to deal with it, which kind of sucks. Well, that's the thing. People that go to that school, keep in mind, those are the the. I mean, I was that kid. I was a slacker in high school. I I thought it was I thought it was stupid. I was like, why am I here? I'm never going to use any of this crap. You know, I was that kid. But then when I went to an automotive, like I went to something, I went and did something that I would that I enjoyed. I did. I didn't want to. I didn't want to not be there. Mm-hmm. And especially for someone that didn't know anything, like I said, I learned a ton. I learned a ton. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's kind of somewhat basic. I it, well, nowadays I would think it's somewhat basic, just because. I mean, I'm going on. <laughs> I mean, how many years since I've been there? So it's been quite a while. So now that I go back and think about it, like, yeah, it is basic. But for someone that doesn't know, it, it, I thought it was great. I thought it was yeah. great. So, um, yeah. But what was I going? What, what happened when I first? Started? Oh man, gauges. I think we start with gauges. School something. Come and swaps. Come and swaps. Anyways. <laughs> LO swap the world. Come and swap the well, world. Well, I'll go into another tangent here on, but like some, when you're doing a swap, one of the cool things, speaking of learning, is uh, you learn so much during the process. Like, you know, again, I'm, it's kind of a great episode because I'm literally in the midst of doing mine again. Um, y- there's so many things that you can read all day long on online and be like, okay, I think I got this all figured out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you come across something and be like, oh crap, I know what, what is that? Do I need that? Do I need to do that? Like for instance, on, on my Suburban, I didn't realize it needs a vehicle speed sensor for the ECM. I'm like, oh crap, this is a, I don't have one of those. This is all like mechanical transmission. Like what am I going to do? Well, like literally five minutes of research, I found a, vehicle speed sensor that ties into the the factory uh speedometer because it's all cable it's all gear ran for the speedometer mm-hmm. and it's literally this i don't even know what you'd call it but it's a it goes in between the speedometer cable that ties into the transmission and the transmission and it puts out a pulse every eight revolutions and the ecm needs to see that see movement at idle so it like okay let me back up so if you're if you're accelerating hard or, or even just normal and then you let off the throttle and, and stop really fast mm-hmm. if you don't have a vehicle speed sensor the engine doesn't necessarily know that it's stopped so it'll like hunt for an rpm it doesn't know where it's at mm-hmm. um and i didn't know that and so that was one thing that if let's say we did this swap over a weekend i went and drove it i would have had a probably a drivability issue that i was not aware of so that's a cool thing when doing the swap like i've I've, 
it's really cool when you have a vehicle that's driving <laughs> like currently and then you're like planning the swap yeah. as you go because then you can again i'm still driving the vehicle so i can kind of plan out all this stuff so i'm and we're trying to do it in a weekend so i want to make sure all my i's are dotted and my t's are crossed so stuff like that when you and again you won't you won't find everything all at once it's going to take some time you're going to take some reading I, as much as i hate it forms there are forms that have great information there's forms that have terrible information oh, yeah. and trying it's tough sometimes to decipher between what is what is good and what is junk um so that that is the only tough part i would reference like, there's a again there for coming swaps there's so much information out there it's absolutely incredible how much information is out there on these things so if you're considering one just do a ton of research and don't just look at forms. There's companies that like all they specialize in is doing cumbin swaps. Yeah. And there's, there's, and there's places out there, even companies that put a bunch of information on their website because either they're selling parts that are walking people, walking customers through installing things themselves. So they got to put that stuff out there mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's free for the taking. So, you know, do as much research as you can. Again, dot all, dot all your I's and cross all your T's. It's going to make it easier in the long run. And money-wise, like if you run into something like, oh, crap, I'm doing this coming swap. I didn't realize I need to buy a whole standalone ECM for $1,200. Yeah. It's like, think, map it out. Get, get with Ben, and he'll teach you how to use Excel. <laughs> Put sheets together. All kinds of spreadsheets and stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, or like the guy that's like, oh, man, I got 12 of them. I just don't, I don't have a peepaw. I just got to find one of those. And you're like, oh man, yeah, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna be able to make this swap happen for like, I already have everything, like two, three grand. Yeah. And like, then you go to buy a peep without a core, and you're like, oh crap, the core is seven grand. grand? <laughs> yeah. What in the world? Yeah. Uh, and that kind of brings me to the, the next kind of segue. There is swaps that not only make sense, but like people are obviously wanting to be unique and yeah. do something that maybe hasn't been done before, uh, which I totally understand. I get that. However, sometimes they haven't been done for a reason yes. or sometimes they just don't happen that often because they're not as easy yes case in point doing ls swaps on stuff yeah under normal conditions if you had said i need to find a vehicle speed sensor my truck is basically all analog and i'm putting a, a motor that has like a digital computer yeah. in there i would have been like swaps over <laughs> i don't know what to do and with the great power of the internet and because people have swapped so many ls yeah car or engines into other cars Five minutes, you had an answer. And yeah. someone makes a product for it. Yeah. It wasn't like you had to, you know, go to four different shops and find some old timer who was like, oh, I made a Pulsar thing yeah. for this. And <laughs> right. If you go get these resistors and solder them together in this order and yeah. and hang upside down on your head while you do it, it'll work for you. Yeah. It's like, no, it's a part. I bought it with a credit card and I shipped it to my house. Yeah. And, and I'm going to use it. And it works. And yeah. it works. Yeah. So that brings me to our, our. I know exactly what you're talking about because <laughs> I fielded this call. Uh, if this person's listening, which I doubt you are, uh, this is no disrespect to no, your No your disrespect. Actually, there. I hope they are listening so they can kind of – because I feel like when I – I feel like the guy – well, I know the guy wasn't – he thought that I wasn't excited about his build. Mm-hmm. I think you were just being realistic. I was being realistic. Yeah. Um, so so on the <laughs> – on the topic of being unrealistic with a build, so th- this customer, I, I don't know his name. I wouldn't say it if I did, but he, <laughs> he wanted to do a Cummins swap. He wanted to put a, not only was it a, you know, 
it was a Cummins, but it was a six seven Cummins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, way more electric than a twelve valve. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> we've got a lot going on, on there. Um, but he wanted to do a six seven Cummins in an L five P, and I I, I want to say one of my first questions was why. Well, with the Allison, yeah, with an Allison, yeah, I forgot, yeah, yeah and he, he I, I I was like, wait, why? You understand that the L five P is literally the highest horsepower diesel platform to hit the market? Like, why? Why are you going backwards? Yeah. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, maybe you want to modify and that sort of thing. But he proceeded to tell me. Or, or yeah. Or yeah. maybe he bought an L5P, did some stuff to it. Blew it blew up. Blew the something. engine up. Yeah. Insurance is a covering. Now he's got this L5P, no engine. Yeah. Which I can understand because that engine's probably right. insanely expensive. But. But. <laughs> he, <laughs> this is where he went all into crazy town. Not cra- Well, I'm going to say crazy town just because it's like. I don't think this is even possible. And if it is, prove me wrong. I will apologize on camera yeah. <laughs> if this is if this is correct. But he proceeded to tell me that he was going to buy an L5P less minus L5P. So he's going to buy a new Duramax, and they were going to sell it to him with no engine, but with transmission mm-hmm. and everything else. And I'm like, man, I've been, I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I... Don't I, that doesn't make no sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like you're just not excited about my build. Okay, no, that's not the case, man. That's not the case at all. Well, I'll call someone else. Okay, <laughs> I'll and at, at that point it's like okay, I'll let someone else be be the the rude awakening for you because I'm gonna be way nicer than D Stroke's gonna be or than any any other shop's gonna be with something like that. That is what we would consider an unrealistic swap. Okay, you're you're taking a truck that's seventy plus thousand dollars. And wanting to completely tear into it and experiment with putting a six seven Cummins with I'm like what operating system are you doing all standalone? How are you making everything else work? Like yeah. there's so many things that are involved with that. And for one, it hasn't been done. And so to for a Joe Blow to dive into that, dude, you're gonna be you're gonna be sorely disappointed. I mean, and with enough money a lot of things are possible. Well, sure. But at that same time it's like you're going into uncharted yeah. territory, so whatever money you thought you were going to need to spend, you're probably going to have to double or triple it. Mm-hmm. And even then, it may not end up being exactly what you want because there may just be some things that you can't get right. Yeah. Uh, Kate, like this isn't even a coming swap, but like our, our uh, the O five that we have. Yeah. Uh, with an actual true true tu- uh, twin turbo yeah. system on there, not not sequential, not compound, just, just it has two turbos, it has six cylinders. Three cylinders to each turbo. Yeah. And tuning that thing, because it's an 05, it's not CAN bus, yeah. it is just a nightmare. Yeah. So, and, and we've been working on this thing since, oh, man, those turbos went in that truck pretty much when I started here. Yeah. It's I've heard that thing run twice. Yeah. And it, it's rowdy, don't get me wrong, but yeah. like we, just, we can't get it right. And we've yeah. had the best of the best come in and do it. Yeah. And now I think we're just 06 ECM swapping it. Yeah. So we, it. we had to learn yeah. our own lesson on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. So, again, that's, I mean, even with like an L5P, it's like they're having a hard enough time already getting into that ECM. Like, yeah. you want to you wanna try to dive into that? Like, dude, there's guys that literally spend their entire day, their entire day, trying to get into that ECM. Uh-huh. And you just want to be like, yeah, no, I'm going to change this. I'm going to put this transmission, this engine, and we're going to make everything work. It's going to be turnkey. Uh, sorry, man. That ain't gonna happen, bro. If it is, if it does, if you're working on it now, please, please, I'm begging you to prove me wrong. Yeah. And actually, I would love, I'd love for you to send it to us and show us because 
we'll put it on our website and we'll be the only ones that'll have anything yeah. like that. We'll figure out what parts and sell them all. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think the biggest thing, biggest thing to take away with a come and swap, it's not always the answer for everything. Come in, a come and swap isn't the answer for everything. But in certain certain instances, it can be cost effective. Mm-hmm. It can be, you can make your money. Like if you were, if you take a, so I did the scenario of one that would probably lose you money as far as like a 12 valve on like a loaded 6.0 or something. Mm-hmm. So, but if you had like a loaded 6.0 with a common rail and everything looked nice and clean under the hood, Ooh. okay, that you can make some, probably some money on. Like someone's going to be, someone's going to be knocking it, knocking your door down for that truck. Yeah. I, uh, when I was looking for my excursion, I test drove. The a, one down uh, in Cali. Yeah. A, uh, uh, an excursion that had a, an O. It was an, it was like a three hundred five horse, so it was like an O three hundred four common yeah. rail on it with an NV fifty six hundred. Yeah, and that was badass. Yeah, it was cool. Like that that got that my cool. Jimmy's rustled. Yeah, like it's and there were even excursions up here that have already been VE pump swap or P yeah. pump swap. I was like, nah, you know, Again, that's cool I, and everything, yeah. but it's not worth the extra money for me. And then that thing popped up. I was like, oh, common rail, assaulted. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> like that, like that would be an awesome truck. It's yeah. like that, yeah. So there's trucks that are worth it. There's trucks that are not. Do your research. You know, don't don't think that you're going to throw a 6BT and a half ton and, and everything's going to be just dandy and fine. You're going to run into problems. Mm-hmm. Always think about everything else around it. Also, when was the last time you heard about someone swapping a 7.3 into a vehicle? <laughs> so just, just so any of my 7.3 guys out there, any of the Cummins <laughs> guys that are like, <coughs> anytime I ever see someone's yeah. like, 7.3 swapping, I'm like, you are an idiot, my friend. And I'm yeah, a 7.3 guy. Isn't that funny? Like, Cummins, they'll put it in anything. Chevy, Ford, it's all cool. Sweet. Awesome. Like, 7.3 in, like, a Chevy truck. Like, it doesn't, like, it's, like, <laughs> to me, just to say it is just, like, that's weird. Like, that's weird. It's just, it's too much work, man. Uh, yeah, I think a 7.3 would be cool in, like, like a high boy for, old Ford oh, or something yeah. like that. Same with the Duramax. Like, a Duramax in my Suburban with the right axles. F- sweet. Right, Duramax or in Duramax, old C10 or something like that. Or yeah. Duramax in an old, like... Chevelle, we've seen plenty of those. Yeah. Like that's cool. Putting a power stroke in something like this. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry, dude. Eh. <laughs> I don't know about that one. If you're gonna spend the money to do that, let's get you a real engine. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, with enough money, everything's possible. Yeah. Neither you or I make that kind of money, so I. Yeah. If you got that kind of, if you got that kind of coin, man, make it happen. <laughs> do some crazy stuff. Just make sure you send it to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's another shop too that has a two twelve valves. Oh yeah, two engines under Was one that hood. Poor, poor boys diesel. Something like I could that. be totally I wrong on that. I think I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but, that's that's just getting crazy. Yeah, this whole episode is somewhat of a tangent. There's talking about yeah. swoopy swappy stuff. I literally wrote this episode called swoopy swappy. Swoopy swappy. <laughs> no, but I mean it's something that we again we get a ton of questions on, and it's something that really nobody 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 talks about the stuff that nobody wants to think about. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the thing. They're like, "Oh, come, yeah, dude, do it. Yeah, come and swap it. Sweet, do it. Yeah, get an engine, buy that engine again, and then you buy the engine and find out you got to replace everything else. It's like, oh yeah. man, you just got yourself a money pit. Yeah, so Hope it's not money. always worth it. Sometimes it is. Do your research. Don't just look at forms. Done. Done. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up here. Yeah. I, I, this 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 has exposed my tangents for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come and swaps. Yeah. Well, if you guys have any questions on them, feel free to give us a call. We'll probably tell you a bunch of the same stuff we told you here. But, yeah, we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, we'll do the best we can. Yeah. Anyhow, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. See you next time.
Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.